0: Hello everyone and welcome back to yet another episode of Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast. What's happening this week? This is your sort of Halloween episode, really. We're doing Hell House LLC. Don't worry, we explain in the episode why it's not the movie Halloween. What I do want to say going into this, and again we talk about it in the episode, is this week's film review bit is going to be slightly different to what you normally get. But, um, you know, I think it actually makes for a better episode. But we're happy to get your feedback so by all means join the social medias if you haven't before let us know and if you are a member of them go mental and you know just this is it this is the episode just have to listen to the entry music which is gonna happen probably probably soon now Welcome to Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast, a weekly horror movie podcast, no less, with me, Mark, and him, Matthew. Hello. Hello. And it's just the two of us this week. We're, we're, we're guestless. Um, and this is going to be your um, podcast closest to Halloween. Ooh, spooky. What I will say going into this is, um, I think for some time now, I told you I was going to do Halloween on Halloween. Um but uh, I don't know if I made the decision or we made it between us, but with us doing Nightmare on Elm Street so recently and Friday the 13th so recently, I didn't want to cover another big another big slasher. I thought we'd save it for another time.
1: And as well, covering the, uh, the new one in the bonus episode as well.
0: And of course, we just did Halloween. Yeah, it gets yeah. a bit much. Which, uh, listening back to the um, the bonus episode, I told everyone they were listening to Halloween Kills. Um, which was There's
1: always a high level of professionalism here, isn't
0: there? Yeah. Well, it's sort of in my bread, brain, they were like, you know, they're killing the franchise here, so that makes sense.
1: I, I did see somewhere, <laughs> and I can't remember where, uh, saying that the. Halloween kills and Halloween ends should have been the other way around. And they made a really good point about it. Yeah. And I'll I'll, I'll try to find it so that we could we can share it somewhere. But it was it was very they made very good points.
0: It was actually on the Great Mate's Horror one, um John, who I think has been on here before. I, th- Ooh, I think he has. Um Well, if he
1: hasn't, he's certainly welcome with views like that. <laughs> it's not one of my episodes anyway.
0: I'm sure that he's the person that I did Halloween uh, kills uh, and uh, kills with. Um, it's hard to know because I lost all my bloody um, Facebook. So, um, but yes. Um, yeah. Like you say, we'll share that. We'll share that maybe on the creative psychopaths Facebook group, which while I'm saying that, if anybody's listening to this and you're not in that group, please join it. Cause we've been stuck on 29 people for some time. Um, and i know we get slightly more downloads than that so some of you aren't com- aren't, aren't, aren't 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 part of the community probably. yeah the
1: downloads outnumber the facebook group which uh, we we do have some uh, some friends that aren't on facebook that uh, that do yeah. listen oh but yes of course the yeah. rest of you what's your excuse yeah. All right, tell us your excuse. If you have one, we're, more, we're, we're accommodating guys here.
0: Yes. You're more than welcome to email in. Um, actually while I'm here and doing this, I've been thinking that if people want to email with questions that they specifically like us to answer, um, we've got creative psychopath pod at, uh, gmail.com. I think it'd be nice to do that every so often a sort of listener's mailbag So do that. That'd be fun. Yeah. Or, or feel free to, to tweet us. Oh,
1: yeah. Creative Psychopaths on on Twitter. Search for it. You'll find us there. Or or me directly at I Like Dumb Movies.
0: I don't think I have an actual Twitter. No, I don't. Um, So, yeah, you can find us all over the place. But, yeah, you know, start interacting with us. We really would love that. Um, Right, so what are we doing? We're going to... Oh, you've got a Would You Rather, haven't you? We do have a Would You Rather, yeah. So...
1: It's actually going to be the scariest would you rather that that we've done because I'm going to open it up with certainly the scariest thing a human is ever likely to face, and that is a works night out. Okay. So (laughs) you've got a works night out, so that's where we're starting. Would you rather – well, sorry, you're organizing the works night out. Would you rather organize a trip – to Hell House LLC, as we are covering this uh, this fine episode, or the escape room from escape room.
0: I think escape room would be quite fun, actually. I know it's, what? I know it's um, a bit of a death trap. <laughs> I think that's the, the big <laughs> the big question
1: that really has to follow up here, isn't it? Is, is how much do you like your coworkers?
0: Right. Because yeah. if you don't
1: like them, you know, you want to go for what's got the highest, you know, chance of fatality.
0: Right, yeah, of course.
1: So, you know, I think if you take them to the to the haunted house, you've got the best chance of escape.
0: You've got more chance of survival in Hell House. Um, but if
1: you go to escape room...
0: It's more fun. Yeah. but <laughs> And more deathy.
1: And more deathy, yeah. Uh,
0: oh... I don't hate any of my colleagues enough to get them killed. Um, I, well, I don't hate any of them at all. So um, I guess it'd have to be Hell House just based on the fact that there's a chance of survival.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm leaning the same way. Yeah. Uh, I have done both of these actually as works That You know, not not specific to these ones. They're not real, I hope. But uh, yeah, we, we had done uh, Haunted House and Escape Rooms. Yeah, I that's, think that's the cool. haunted house is probably more fun, but the uh, in the situation, I, I'm I'm gonna play safe and go for for less chance of fatality,
0: less chance of fatality. But it, I would say it's quite fun. The, the escape rooms from Escape Room are quite fun, and I watched I watched Champion of Champions recently, which I thought was all right too.
1: I watched the first one recently, so I haven't seen the second one.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's convoluted. It's got a convoluted plot, as these things usually do, but um, I thought the escape room bits were were good enough. Um, yes. And we'll
1: save our thoughts on Hell House until a bit later, otherwise the, the structure of the pod would be all over the place.
0: Otherwise, the sandwich is filling bread, bread. Um, although it's up to us to decide what the... Uh, no, the movie is always the filling. Shut up, Mark. Right. So what we're going to do this time is uh, we're going to talk over some of the movies that we've been watching recently. Well, some of the horrors, I guess. And oh, I've got one TV series to talk about. Um, I know which. It, it, I know it's a horror movie podcast, but hey, you know.
1: Um, uh, we've done two uh, we did a uh, Stranger Things uh, bonus uh, episode not so long ago, didn't you? So
0: that is true.
1: That I, is I'd true. say it's allowed. <laughs>
0: where we make the rules here anyway so whatever um so yeah we're going to do that we're going to talk about hell house and then right at the very end we're going to pitch a halloween movie since they've ended it
1: yeah we we know that halloween will never die as a franchise no it's it's always going to come back somehow so we're going to pitch how well, how we think it could be done how we think it should be done mm um
0: yeah, yeah. Lovely. Look forward to that soon. Sweet. So, um, let's. What have we been watching? Uh, so, do you want to go first, or shall I? I'll, I'll go
1: first because uh, I have watched Lamb the other day, which is a film that I've been wanting to watch for like nearly a year now.
0: Yeah, I've been wanting to watch it too. Um, so, oh.
1: immediately, my first thought is: is don't really expect a full on horror film. Right. It's not that it's, it's not that a 24 lighthouse hereditary style film. It's, it's very subdued. It's very quiet and it's, it's not really scary at any point. Uh, I would say that the film that I'd, I'd liken it most to is it comes at night, which I did actually say it was the worst horror film I've ever seen. So not quite the endorsement that I'm making it sound like, but it it's, it's good and it's weird. It's hard to really uh, take and it's hard to really gather your thoughts after a first viewing. Uh, What me and the, uh, the other half did though, was we watched a few YouTube sort of explain theories videos on it. And I think, you get a lot of benefit for doing that, uh, so yeah, don't expect spooks and chills, but as a film it's it is pretty good it's in that that gap between who that spooky and creative psychopath, I would say
0: oh well, that's not too bad, that's the sort of <laughs> if there is a gap, no, there is no gap, it's one or the other,
1: <laughs> yeah, I know that sometimes i'm
0: you see sorry
1: i'm I'm weak, yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, right. Well, let me go next then. Um, I've mentioned this to you already, but not on the podcast. Obviously we did our top five foreign language movies. Um, and your top one was obviously let the right one in. And it was, I made sure to go and watch that. And what an absolutely beautiful movie that is. Um, just enough horror for it to be horror. Um, and well i i don't know much more i could say about it than, than what you than what you said before but to me it's an absolutely beautiful movie it's got such a good ending um it feels sort of nice to watch but it's also got some like i say really great horror elements to it it's just it, it's a really beautiful movie though
1: it's in, incredibly bleak and dark but also kind of uplifting fuzzy uh, yeah, at the same yeah. time isn't it and well, I did say we are. I'm, I'm going to see it live on stage in a couple of weeks now, so we'll be doing an episode on on it and get into it good and proper. Yes, uh, we then, certainly will. Uh, so, we, well, I think we, we might need to get a guest lined up for that one as well. Absolutely, That's the, There's a lot to be said about it as a as a film.
0: Let's bring someone else in. I think did, did you say you started reading the book as well? I did. I did,
1: yeah. So, yeah, plenty to talk about.
0: I started actually watching the American remake, which um, I'm told's actually not that bad. It's not that bad as a film. Um, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't have the
1: sort of that bleak beauty of the of the original, uh, but it's certainly not a bad film. Yeah, uh, but they are doing a TV series of it as well, and that looks absolutely awful. <laughs> well, who knows? It might be great. So we'll wait and see, flower. And I think it comes out next month.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of those movies where um I, I think it gives you just enough to, at the end, go. I really want to see what else happens, but I'm also glad it ends here. So sort of thing. It's teetering, but yeah, yeah. definitely definitely a creative psychopath. That one.
1: Um, right, and yeah, next one for me. Then I watched the. Well, I say newest, but these things seem to come out every five minutes now. Uh the new Stephen King adaptation, uh, Mr. Harrigan's Phone.
0: Oh, yes. I went on um Netflix. Yeah. I, I saw your review of this already and just didn't bother with it.
1: It's it's real bad. <laughs> it's really, really bad. Uh and I, I feel I, I do feel a bit bad for saying it, because the the cast that are in it, I mean Donald Sutherland's I mean he is. He is Donald Sutherland in it. The guy's a presence, and you know he always mm, has been. Yeah. Uh, and the the other the say the main character, Jaden Martell from It and Knives Out, you know, he's he's proven that he's better than than this. Uh, I think he was in was he in the film uh, Metal Lords. I think the heavy metal one uh, from earlier this year. I think he played a drummer in it, uh, which was that was a, a pretty all right film as well.
0: Yeah, I've heard that's good actually. Yeah, we'll have to have if, that if, you,
1: for if you like heavy metal, if you don't, yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't bother because I don't. I just I don't think it would connect otherwise. Uh, but that's yeah, cool. I, I I enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, this this one though is there's there's never, I mean, there's never really any horror in it. There's you know there's there's no jeopardy in it. There's no. Really, anything to get excited about? That uh, there's there's a concept, and, and that's it. You know, it's this: what if a phone was haunted? Essentially, and so what? You know that that's all it it goes with after that. So it's it's really disappointing that they they didn't really do anything with it. Uh, it's not a Stephen King story that I've read, so I don't know. You know what. What he wrote originally, but I can only imagine it's it's better than this.
0: Yeah, it's a shame, really. But uh...
1: yeah. I mean, for every great Stephen King adaptation, there's, there's usually two pretty duff ones, isn't there? So
0: very much so, very much. So. Unless you know, it's what... set in a prison. If it's set in a prison, you know you're getting a banger. Uh...
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't think of many many bad ones. Even the the, uh, the Castle Rock series that was largely the prison and that was pretty good as well. Yeah, it was all
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: so yeah, looking forward to uh, the Salem's lot next year. So hopefully that's the, the good one.
0: Hopefully. Well, it's a great book. So I can't see why. And um, I think that had a TV movie that was pretty good. It did. Yeah. I, I know that the, there's
1: the one famous shot in it uh, with the vampire. And I think that's pretty much all I know about it. Uh, Cause it's, again, it's another one I've not read. So, yeah,
0: I read that. Yeah, age I'll, have ago, to have right a, I'll have to
1: have a go on that one at some point before the new one comes out.
0: <sighs> Lovely. So, Aragon's phone is a shit then. It would be a shit, unfortunately. Yes, oh, yeah. we don't we don't like giving them out, but no, nope, I don't mind. Um, <laughs> well, it means you've sat through a shit film, doesn't it? If it deserves it. Well, I watched. Uh, this is my TV series, so I watched on Netflix The Watcher. Um, because apparently people were really scared. I saw one of these sort of Daily Mail things where people were going, Oh, people have been saying whatever you do, don't watch The Watcher. And I'm like, You know, for a horror fan, that's just bait, isn't it? Like, uh, yeah, I'll show you what I'm not gonna watch. Um, but the problem with it is, is, is it's all right in terms of there's a lot of decent things that happen in it, but it's spread over seven episodes and it's just too damn long. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of like sort of paranoia and, and stuff that, that don't, it's just too, it's just too much because there's some decent twists and turns in it that make you that are enough to make you sit up and go, Oh, that's interesting. I wasn't expecting that, but just seven episodes was too long. Um, and supposedly it's based on a true story, but um, um, I don't know. But they sort of leave it at the end looking at a sequel. But I knew watching the first episode that it that it already had too many episodes to it.
1: Yeah, I saw the the casting from it. I thought it was really, really interesting. I thought sort of everyone was kind of against type on it.
0: Yeah, it's got a really good cast. Jennifer Coolidge is in it, not, not doing her thing. Yeah, it's... Um...
1: Like Richard Kind and Margot Martindale, are,
0: yeah,
1: uh, the the dodgy couple in question, which I think is that it's inspired casting, really.
0: Yeah, it, it, it was good. Uh, no, it wasn't good. The thing is, that I'll give it a new. It's spooky, but I think if it had been shorter, over probably even five episodes, it would have been much better.
1: Okay, yeah, I think that that is that is a problem in a lot of stuff, isn't it? I think people often go too short or over long. Yeah. Just to, I, I don't know. I would say to fit an algorithm, but seven episodes, it doesn't feel like that, does it?
0: That's weird. Seven's weird.
1: Yeah. you, you, you The, the, say the old British standard six, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh, I think, I think it's like with stuff like that, it's, it's odd because they drop it for a binge watch. Um So it's not like, it's not like, they've extended it. So they're getting more views over a longer period of time um, because they drop dropped it for people to binge it. And I know that's what people like to do. Um, and I still do that now. If Something's coming out weekly. I just wait for it to finish and then watch it all. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do like a, a weekly,
1: a weekly episode drop, but it's, I, I tend to find myself having one of each on the go. It's like the, the, you know, there'll, be, there'll be one of, you know, weekly drop, which is normally, you know, the Star Wars or the, the Marvel series. Uh-huh. Uh, and then like uh, a series that we sort of go like one episode a night. Uh, so we've currently just started uh, the Polish series High Water uh, about the Wrocław floods in 1997. But I'm not going to say anything more about it because it's not a horror series. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's good to have sort of like one episode a night
0: on it. That Sounds good. Um, it is. What? It's
1: kind of uh, a bit Chernobyl, I'll say.
0: Oh, I never saw that either.
1: Also, very good. <laughs>
0: I'll give it a go. Uh, have you got another one? Or? Uh,
1: yeah, actually, I think it's one that you've seen as well. So, I think we'll so we might uh, have a bit to talk about on it. And that is Smile.
0: Oh, yes, yeah. Uh,
1: I like this. Uh, it was good. Uh, I think the film tackles some themes that have been tackled quite a few times. And I think it does it a bit weaker than them. So, uh-huh. uh, so you know, namely sort of grief, mental health and trauma and things like that. So mm. real uh, horror for the 21st century, really, isn't it? Cause I think that's where that's where millennials are scared because I think we're more aware of these things than ever. And it is frightening that, that your, your own brain can mess with you to that, to that degree. Uh, but I would say that this doesn't do as good a job of talking about that stuff than the Babadook or the Night House, for example.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I'm with you. I quite like Smile as well. And it had some actual jump scares that caught me out. which it did, yeah, big time uh which i was surprised about because normally jump scares are easy to predict whereas with this one they do come out of nowhere but it's sort of it's one of these movies that i think um and unfortunately it it happens to a lot of horror movies um is it's it's sort of great and builds and builds but then they didn't really quite know how to end it properly and it's got it steers massively away from what you were saying the themes and turns into something else. Yeah. Um, and those those last bits, even though I wouldn't say they were scary, but uh, it just doesn't. Uh, for me, it didn't know how to build its ending. Um, really, but I, like I say, I I often find that um, one day we'll be covering a conjuring movie, but I find every conjuring movie doesn't quite know how to end itself. Um, it it certainly
1: uh, it certainly produced something interesting for the end. I think, uh, especially visually, uh, I thought it was was kind of fun and, and gave some scares for the for the ending. But yeah, it, it did sort of. I don't want to say dribble out because it did give a bit of an impactful ending. Uh, without saying too much more, but
0: yeah,
1: I don't think it was it was quite what had been built to
0: no it was a bit of a yeah no i but i did like it i mean i wouldn't i probably wouldn't (laughs) i'm gonna have to do exactly what i told you that we shouldn't do but i would say for me it teeters on um who it's spooky and a creative psychopath i think um yeah
1: i think i'd settle on a new that's spooky for me
0: yeah i think we might, are we going to have to come up with a fourth to that was creative.
1: <laughs> nah, I think we I think the th- the three's plenty.
0: We'll just, uh, we've come up with a star system. that <laughs> We're going to start using, uh, right. So, um, uh, well, oh, I'll go again then. So I've got, uh, which is a movie I talked to you about the other day when we were off air, so to speak, but, um, I watched, I saw the devil which is a Korean horror movie and it stars Choi Min-sik. I think that's how you'd say it. Who was the main person from old boy. If you've seen old boy. Um, and yeah, so truly brutal film. Um, but it's not, ex- not, not exactly like Let like the right one in, but there's a sort of beauty about it too. Um, and it's shot really, really, really beautifully, and it's got some amazing tension to it. But it's also very, very brutal. Um, they don't shy away from the violence in this movie. Um, there are some occasions in the movie where people survive uh, things where you go, "There's no way they survive that," um, but it does happen. Um, and it's at its core, it's a revenge movie. Um, so uh, well, I don't want to. Well, I won't give too much plot away. Basically, um, no, because it is one that,
1: uh, that I want to watch
0: definitely. Well, I won't give, t- I won't, I won't give you anything away. But basically, um, a murderer kills uh, like a secret agent's wife uh, or fiance, and then um, the sort of tables turn <laughs> for said murderer. So um, it's really a really really great watch. Very, um, it just it just drags you in. Just drags you in um and it ends on real down note as well uh oh sorry that was, that's a bit well <laughs> yeah. i think you know when you're watching a horror film that it's going to end on a down note so um it's rare unless you're watching an 80s slasher that you're going to get anything other than oh that was fun <laughs> so i mean yeah we, we did as well did
1: uh discover that there is a top 250 horror films of all time on the mm. box now and this is uh, number 40 on it so it's it is a very highly regarded film so i look forward to that
0: yeah I, well I, I think once you've seen it we'll talk about it on the podcast because i think um if we did a top five horror, foreign horror movies again i think that would move into my top five and so would let the right one in so um you know but us doing that episode made me sort of search out a couple more. So, um, yeah, wonderful. Now, I have got one more on a sh- uh, review. Uh, I think I'm
1: all good, to be completely honest. I don't think I've got anything that that I've seen that's not been for the pod, really.
0: Well, I don't have much to say about this movie. Um, it's a fan footage movie called The Last Broadcast which was released uh, a similar time to Blair Witch, um, but it didn't get quite the same... Um, um, it didn't get quite the same sort of... What am I trying to say? Overage? Well, publicity? Yeah, publicity. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Always here to help. <laughs> um, but it is, as found footage movies go, it's very, very found footage. Um, but it it's... <laughs> this might sound familiar to you but it's it's a basically a documentary where they're talking about these murders that happened and um they don't they're pretty sure it's a specific thing but then later on in the movie they get more footage about what actually happened um which like i say might sound very familiar uh but um the reason i watched it is because it was uh one of the movies mentioned in the documentary i watched called found footage phenomenon i think it was called um but it's it's fine it's it's a new it's spooky there's nothing great about it um but yeah uh, but it was, it, was, it was i was pleased to see it come on prime uh, it came on with also another film called the mcpherson tapes which is another movie that that's like really really early found footage and that one is almost exactly like watching someone's camcorder footage, and it's about an alien invasion, but it's it's not up to watch. Uh, so,
1: I'm, on on this theme, then I'm going to to make a promise to to you and the listeners, uh, and mostly to myself, because I've been meaning to watch Hackson for the last, well, however long since, since I ever heard about. It, I've been wanting to watch it, and. That is, uh, do you know Haxon No. Right. right. So it's a, a 1922. Uh, I think it's Danish. Uh, certainly Scandinavian film, and it was essentially the first found footage film. Uh, and it's all about witchcraft and what the, uh, and, and it was sold as if it was you know a real story.
0: I think I have heard about it, actually. Yeah, I'm just looking at it now, and I think I have. Uh...
1: And it, well, the, the guys that made the Blair Witch Project, they named their their production studio Hacks and Productions as a result of it. So I think while we've been discussing this, I've been, been meaning to watch it for ages, and I, I'm going to watch it this weekend, and I will discuss it on the next time we do this roundup.
0: Wow. Yeah, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. It must be, it's either good or people are just going, oh, it's old, isn't it?
1: But I think, yeah, once... I think once people are aware of it, I think the kind of twig, how instrumental it was without having to actually see it. So I think that, that probably boosts up the, the ratings. I mean, we we consider the idea of found footage as this new interesting Storytelling method from you know the the late 90s. Um, you know, some guy in Scandinavia's set it up to do it 70 years beforehand. It's
0: Uh, it's been around for a long time, yeah.
1: It it feels revolutionary. I don't think there's any other word for it, is there? Mm, No, so we'll explore it and we'll see if that 92% is deserved.
0: Lovely, right. Well, there you go. Then we've created the first slice of bread. We've, we've, we've actually baked that particular bread. I thought it was going to be nice and fresh and the good old sourdough is that? Oh, beautiful. We've, we've had our, is it primer? Whatever it is. We've had that. We've had that for years. It's an old family one. Um, whatever. So this time we're doing hell house LLC from 2015. Now, before we get into this listeners, dear listeners, we're going to attempt to do something different this this week. Um, because Don't fear change. Don't fear change. I personally felt that the bonus episode we did for Halloween Kills was very good. Um, um, in that, we didn't do a massive plot rundown. So we're going to try and do that with Hell House LLC. We're not going to be doing a huge plot rundown. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about the plot. Uh, but we're just going to try and... Have a chat to each other about this movie and see what it sounds like and we really would appreciate feedback from the people who listen um let us know if you prefer that or if you want us to go back to doing plot rundowns we we will we're we're your bitches on that one i think yeah uh, we,
1: really for us it doesn't make a great deal of difference how we how we do this to us uh, we're just tinkering because. We think this will be better. Uh, we'll if do. you agree, tell us.
0: If you don't, tell us. We'll do. We'll do what the listeners want. We'll do. We will. In this particular instance, we'll be a bitch on that one. Um Right. So yeah, Hell House LLC, 2015. One of my very favorites. But I think maybe my top fan footage film, if I remember rightly.
1: But my choice.
0: Oh, it was your choice. <laughs> it
1: was. Yeah. So. What, uh so when we say we we're going to do an episode closest to Halloween, I wanted to do a film. Well, we want to do a film set around Halloween to keep it thematic, but also not Halloween for reasons we spoke about earlier. So this is what we came up with.
0: Yeah, this is what you came up with. So yeah, it's, um but I was, I was really pleased to hear that. Obviously I would have agreed to it straight away. Um. So what have I got? information so written and directed by steven cognetti and um unless you found it i could not find any box office or budget for it um, no I, I
1: couldn't find anything either
0: no so what i do know is it came straight onto streaming i and I, I went to a few um like what are they festivals um but um
1: it's the same the same problem we had when we, we covered creep really isn't it is that it's when films do go straight to streaming those those figures are, are hidden because they don't they don't really exist do they? they're all sort of intangible
0: no it's, it's frustrating really but um oh i meant to write down the reviews but it's quite well reviewed I think maybe you got those <laughs> um, uh well
1: i've certainly got the uh the letterboxed one up and uh, so we've got a 3.2 on it so that's Pretty positive. Most reviews between three and four stars, uh, which is that sweet spot between Creative Psychopath and it's Spooky.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just, I've looked up now at 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty good, isn't it, for a horror movie? Um, it says 4.1 out of 5 on Shudder, but I don't know really. didn't know Shudder had a review process. I, no, I didn't. But, um, but,
1: you six, 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, so basically exactly the same as Letterboxd on that. So.
0: Yeah. So that's good. Um, Right, so let's. I'll just do a quick cast rundown, which is sort of normal to usual. Uh, So we've got Ryan Jennifer Jones as Sarah, uh, Danny Bellini as Alex, Gore Abrams as Paul, Jared Hacker as Tony, Adam Schneider as Mac, Ali Bile, I think, as Diane Graves. Uh, I've made us given her a second name because she's the reporter. Philip Hess as Joey, Lauren Kennedy as Melissa, and Jeb Krieger as Martin. Um, So this movie is um, similar to what I said about the last broadcast, really. It's presented as a documentary about a um, hell house, like a haunted house, um, where something went particularly wrong. Now, at the start of this movie, they, all they really have to go on is the fact that something happened in there and there's some YouTube footage of things going wrong, and that's all we really get from it. Um, pretty early into it, though, they, they talk to Sarah, who works there, and she brings along more footage. There's a, a
1: Hessian sack full of tapes, isn't it?
0: <laughs> it is a Hessian sack full of tapes. And so the rest of the movie is really... Something between a documentary and watching the found footage part of it. There's not huge amounts of documentary um, But as a general uh, generally I like the interjections of the, the documentary. I think it fills it fills it out just enough um, So I'm interested to know before we start talking about it. What did you think? So uh, yeah, I, on the whole, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I would, I'd probably
1: jive with the reviews that uh, that we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say a good point of one of my biggest criticisms is that is actually on that that documentary um, aspect of it, uh, because it's it's good and it, and like you say, it does fill it out, but never really feels like a proper documentary.
0: Uh, yeah right. You
1: know, yeah, I, I don't think that. I think we need like an an opening to it, to you know, like a big, uh, you know, like like uh, Leslie Vernon. You know, it gave us that really good intro to it, saying, "Oh, this is this is the setup," whereas this one just kind of jumped straight into the story. Um, right, I don't yeah. think it ever feels like you're watching a documentary. It feels like you're watching a found footage film uh, that has this documentary as a framing device.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 and I think you're right. And I think part of, part of that is because every, when they do cut to the documentary, they're, they're only, they only talk to about three people. Um, which is, you know, there should be more people than, than that, that they talk to. And one of them that they speak to, it does feel like he's just reading lines. Um, but obviously the meat of it is the, is the found footage part, which is the bit that I really love, because to me, it's got actual creepy moments in it, genuine scares for me. I remember when I first watched it, it had me on the edge of my seat, which... um, So for, for me, like I say, already, like I say, it was one of my favorite movies. And um, so let's see. So... I think
1: with the the rest of the found footage stuff that uh, that they do use for the storytelling it does an incredible job of giving the scares in the periphery yeah yeah so you know it it gives you glimpses of stuff uh, mm-hmm. there's, there's the odd the odd bit where they'll show something and then they'll show it again just say look this thing happened Uh, But again, they tend to be for real obvious things that that we know exist. So it's not like it's something that you're missing and then it's telling you, hey, you missed this.
0: Yeah, there's a heap of, like you say, there's one specifically where they go, oh, look, this happened. But if you keep your eyes open, there's
1: loads of that. There's lots of bits here and there hiding in the shadows and stuff. And that's that's where it's, it's most effective for me. It does a really good job of that.
0: Yes, it does, yeah. You've got to keep your eyes open when you're watching this. Um, now, let's see. What was I going to say? So, one of the things I do quite like about this is that I find the people to be um, not necessarily likable, because they don't think that they are, but generally realistic, um, you know, as actors playing people doing a, doing a thing, you know, like... Especially early on when you see Alex and Mac touch like shouting at each other. And I realize the actors and they're and the, and the, and the doing that. But it really looks like they're going at each other and it sets up this sort of friendship group. Because um, Paul, who's mainly behind the camera for quite a lot of it, is a bit of a prick. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, th- I think with the, the, the characters, they, they feel real, but we never really get to sit in with with who they are Hmm. Uh, you know that you get glimpses of of all these these characters i say glimpses you you spend the whole film with them pretty much but you spend this time with them but they they don't really make themselves distinct from each other which i guess you know it's kind of the way that that people are generally you know and that you, you can't really get all that much of your character across in an hour and a half that you you spend with someone (laughs) uh in these fleeting moments but the only one that we really get a sense of is paul and and guy's a dick you know (laughs) it's by design of course you know and then it's it's well performed
0: yes uh, yeah, yeah you know by
1: the actor but it's something that i think is again we're getting we're getting my criticisms out of the way early because i'd say these these two are really my only well, may, maybe three are my only real issues with it. So if we're getting them out of the way now, it's, it boards well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, cause, uh, like I so said, we spend a lot of our time with Paul because he's behind the camera. Um, yeah. And I think he is just verging on um, he's a bit of a prick, but sort of a harmless one. Um, it, he's a, a creep
1: who's all mouth, no trousers, I think, yeah. isn't he?
0: Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. And then get the feeling that the people around him like him. Um, well, really going deep into Paul on this one. So um, they get into this hell house, and obviously they start setting it up. And the more they set it up, the weirder things start to get. Well, eventually they start um, they start to live there. And that's when things start getting really weird stuff happening in the middle of the night. And what I want to talk about is it might even be my favorite scare where they're going to investigate something. And one of the clowns that they've got, so by the way, if you don't like clowns, this movie's not for you. Um, one of the clowns is looking down the stairs and he's like, you know, out of hand just goes, what are you looking at? And then when he flicks the camera back, the clown itself is, turned looking at him um, after they'd
1: already established that it can't turn as well after they'd
0: is... already established there uh, that they that that the heads of the clowns don't move that they they couldn't set them up in a in a certain way so it was um it's a it's a real freaky moment and it cat it ca- what catch catched caught me out um and like i say it's this movie's full of that full of the subtle subtlety in in, in terms of scares i mean later on they do try and ramp it up but um so we'll get so we've out. just
1: been saying about me dumping all my criticisms and and cr- complaints about the film i am going to completely 180 on this when we're talking about the setting because it is incredible like right. the the idea that of this haunted house just gives the filmmakers so much to play with, and they they take full advantage because mm-hmm. you you are on edge all of the time within this setting because it's it's designed deliberately to spook you, and there are mannequins, there are dummies just everywhere, and once you establish that, the scene with the clown that you spoke about—that's the first time that you really see anything's off with with the settings. I th- off the top of my head, but it establishes that everything in this place can be unsafe and they, they take full advantage of it. So you, you there's a scene, uh, I believe it's within the chaos at the end and someone mm. runs past and I'm sure there's a mannequin. It doesn't move its head or anything, but I'm sure that there is, it's a mask and there's a person in it just side eyeing the camera and it's little touches like that just littered throughout of it that they've really just exploited this this setting for maximum effect.
0: Yes, and yeah.
1: It's it's kind of special in that it it creates those you know the you know, horror. It has this idea of build up the tension, release the tension, keep going. It it releases the tension in these little moments, but it can only go so far. You can only release the valve so far in this because everything around you is still. What? What? What's this thing? What? What's Mm -hmm. you know, the the guy at the piano? Is he going to turn around at any point? Is he going to lash out? When for so you know for the the earlier part of the film, it's like yeah, it's just a just a mannequin. Who cares? And one moment and the right setting, it just flips and everything is is a threat all the time. And it's the, the it's by far the best thing about the movie.
0: Yeah. Wow! Yeah, you couldn't have uh, you couldn't have put it better. It makes me um, gives me it it gives me happy vibes to know that that it gave you that because one thing I'll always say about this movie is it's actually scarier or, or it can be if you give it give it chance and um, like you say you never never safe in that environment. Um, well, just
1: to just to make matters worse. Uh, I I, re- I record this in my kitchen, and and we've got some uh, doors going out to the backyard. And next door's neighbor has a back door. You know, you're the, the motion sensor for lights, and that is flickering uh, right now, and it is stroby and it's it's <laughs> very frightening after watching the film that we just watched. So if I get distracted or disappear suddenly, just. Well, I would say send help, but run away.
0: <laughs> so, um, well, the other thing that I do like about this movie going back round is that, um, it, because it starts with a YouTube video of the, of the night, we get an idea of what we're building up to, but, but, but yet nothing, um, And so when we do get to that first night, we know shit's going to go, shit's going to go bad, but we know we're going to start to see what actually happens as well. Um, And of course, you know, the first night where they, where they, where they open up, I actually want to say to previous to that though, that they, there's some big secret in the movie that they don't, because Tony's going to quit because basically, um,
1: He's Let's a smart see. person.
0: Yeah, because Paul basically at one point disappears and when he comes back, he won't talk to anybody. Um, well, he's catatonic really, isn't he? Um, yeah. Tony wants to leave and then Mac, who is probably the only character I actually do like, oh, maybe Tony as well. Um, that's a weird one though, because they, they share this secret and then they have this moment where they're on screen going, oh yeah, no, I can't quit actually. But we don't get any. We don't get anything for that. Uh, I mean, I know what happens because I've seen the sequels. <laughs> um, but for this, it's a bit. That actually frustrates me. It frustrated me at the time. Um, yeah, that was
1: something that I, I was wondering. You know, did, did I miss something or? No, well, apparently not. No.
0: <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Well. I was gonna, I was gonna ruin it, but you might want to watch a sequel one day. Well, if if that's what we're saying for uh, how how <laughs> to find out, then that's that's what I'll go for. I will look for that. Okay, um, and let's see. So, what was I saying? So, yeah, as I said previously, that obviously uh, t- uh, Tony tries to quit because he has his own moment in there, and and the thing about this is that everybody there knows that shit is going down. Um, there's nobody in that house that hasn't realized by now that there's a fucking problem there. Um, but Alex of course is just forcing it forward. Uh, he wants it to happen. And um, yeah, so just, they just keep pushing on with it. Um, so yeah, they have this first night and um, pretty much as soon as they, Start letting people in. Um, the guy that's in the basement supposed to be protecting the girl. He fucks off, sprints away. Um, yeah, he, we
1: we learned earlier as well, isn't it that he, he was interviewed but didn't want to to say anything about it, and then took his own life a few days later.
0: That's right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Again, it's another another way that they set up that something horrific has happened.
0: Yeah. And what I will say now is, if you haven't seen this and you want to, this is the real major spoilers, really. So what happens here is a sort of cult, if you will, shows up, um, and sort of devilish cult, and they basically kill a few people. Mostly, it's the people involved in the actual um, Hell House itself. I. I can't remember now if anyone who was supposed to be generic people got killed or not.
1: Um, if they did, it was. I think at this point it's kind of difficult to tell because it's it's all shot as as a panic, isn't it? And it's it's hard to really follow what what's going on.
0: Yeah, it's it's it, it's tricky because. But the only thing about it really is that Mac does show loads of people out, but then as. Um, at some point the doors do sort of lock on themselves. So
1: yeah, I think that was this bit was was kind of one of my, my issues with it is that it I really didn't buy that this, this was a mad panic. You know, everyone was kind of orderly uh, sort of nudging along the corridors to get out. And it's,
0: Mm. I noticed that this time round that there was a lot of screaming, but nobody seemed to be screaming um, yeah, th- things like that. So um, it's, I don't want to, I don't want to be too harsh
1: on it, but you, it's the kind of thing that, you know, a director should be, should be picking up on, you know? And...
0: Yeah. So I, I, I agree. I agree with you really. Um, so that sort of ends up with, uh, everybody in the attic, um, Alex is found to be hanging. Uh, But he doesn't look like he wants to be hanging, so he hasn't hung himself. And then Mac gets uh, killed, I believe. Sarah tries to escape, but she is killed by a now-awake Paul, um, who then proceeds to cut his own throat. And I will say I appreciate that he cuts his throat off camera, so you know they probably didn't have the budget to make it look great. But he dies as if his throat has been cut. You know, it's not like... Normally, when people get their throat cut, it's like they go, but this sort of coughing, gasping for air, drowning on your own blood. Really good acting, actually. That's that's a it's good... not pretty, is it? No, it's it's actually a, a horrible scene. Um, so what we know is that Sarah's dead. However, as you'll have heard me say, Sarah is in the documentary giving them. Um, the tapes. So, the let's see.
1: I think this this bit is is where again that you really can tell that it's not a proper documentary because
0: right yeah th- there is
1: no way that a, a a documentarian films like this. I mean, too, you know, I'm sure you know they might film like that, but again is the documentary part also found footage or is it, you know, because the, a, a documentary edits this, you know, it tidies this bit up, doesn't it?
0: I feel like they quite specifically say that Mitchell, who's part of the documentary stays behind to look at the footage. So I think, yeah.
1: Cause he, he, they say the bit with, with Sarah, uh, it's a, it's unexplainable, isn't it?
0: Yeah. They do sort uh, of get away with at least going, Oh, well, This is where the footage came from. But what I'll say is, um, actually, the documentary can go back to the Hell House and they find Sarah there and she is actually dead and and then that's it, really. That's like the last 11 minutes of the film, which it doesn't need. It doesn't need that last 11 minutes. And as much as I love this film, I've always thought that somewhere around your man, your man dying of cutting his throat should be, it should be probably just a little bit of documentary after that, going back to some of the talking heads and then, you know, maybe a final interview spot. Like you said, a bit like um, Leslie Vernon, where it's a bit like, we don't, we'll never know what actually happened there. I think that
1: there's, that there's something to be done with, with Sarah, isn't there? you know, in that she's, she's given them the, these tapes and there's also, in the tapes, we've, we've seen her getting killed or at least beaten to the yeah, point where she yeah. looks like she's going to die and then dragged off. So I think if you if you do wrap it up as like a proper documentary there and say like, you know, Sarah disappeared, we don't know where she is, uh, we don't, you know, the footage that, that we got is is inconclusive as to what happened yeah. to her this is, this is a big mystery. I think it's, it's a tidier ending and I know they, they they go for a scare at the end, don't they? As, as the ending, but I just kind of think it's Mm, at at that point, it's, it's kind of telegraphed. You don't, and it, it, it loses its, (laughs) its effectiveness. I go, I totally agree.
0: Uh, I, I think you're right. But I think for me, up until that last 11 minutes it's got it's got so much tension in it that um actually it's nice to be brought down a little bit i suppose uh (laughs) uh, a little bit action a little bit at the end so uh yeah so that was um that was it really the only other things i wanted to say about it is this movie has produced two sequels um so that would be hell house l. l. c two and then hell house l l. c three lake of fire uh the second one's the second one's not so bad um the second one does so but the second one is sort of a continuation of this like the documentary's been made released so you get some uh, sort of bits of like youtubers going there and Often disappearing and stuff like that. So there's a little bit of that. Uh, so it's not bad actually overall. Uh, and but the, the, the third one's gash. Ah, that's it. Grave Encounters. Grave Encounters. The second one of the Grave Encounters is, is, is like that. Uh, the Grave Encounters 2, it acts as if Grave Encounters 1 was released as a movie, and so then people go investigate the sort of asylum where it's set and of course end up getting fucked up too. Um, but they sort of deserve it, I think.
1: Uh. Well, yeah, let's say definitely something that so I would. Uh, yeah. I think it's, it's earned itself a sequel watch from me as this one.
0: Give it a go. Yeah. Uh, what else I've got? Another thing is that uh, it turns out that I had the director's cut for this um so i had to start to get the proper version to make sure that i watched the same one that you did because the director's cut has got an extra nine minutes and it's a different sequence okay um but it's not better for it to be quite honest with you um it, the, i think that the original cut of it is better than the director's cut which i think is often a rare occasion there's but... a lot to
1: be said for a tight edit
0: there is, yeah, there is. I, I mean, the director's cut is fine, and it has the guy at the beginning come on saying, look, you know, this is how I originally wanted, wanted it to be. So, you know, fair enough. And so that's it, really. So the review process uh, will, is the same as always, and I will happily give it a creative psychopath. This is a five-star movie for me. Um, and, yeah.
1: Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not as enthusiastic as that, but I am, I am positive. Yeah, I did enjoy it very much. Uh, I think for me, I would I would put it around that same mark as, uh, as as above, so below. I think the the two pretty similar films for me in that that regard. I think I enjoyed them around the same. Uh, and I give that one a creative psychopath, so it, it gets the same for me again.
0: Woohoo! <laughs> Excellent. Well, there you go. We did Hell House LLC. We didn't do a. A full plot rundown, we did something else and um, yeah, like I said already let us know if you preferred that I, I prefer that I must admit
1: <laughs> yeah, and and uh, if you uh, if you don't prefer it maybe give it a couple of weeks we'll let, let us fine tune it a bit and who knows, you might learn to love it
0: just tell us what you want we'll yeah. do it you, well, well, you well don't jump. go that far you say jump and we'll jump. I've never, I've never really understood that if I say jump, you say how high, because that's you're sort of questioning. The... What if they
1: say higher than you can jump?
0: Yeah, exactly. Because I can't, I can barely get a couple of inches off the ground. I'm quite heavy. And why would
1: someone, why would someone ask you to jump in the first place and then specify that it had to be a certain height?
0: I don't think you should be questioning the high. I think if in that situation you're told to be jump, jump just jump. If so, Well, if someone is in that level of authority,
1: then I
0: probably would. <laughs> I mean, is it Van Lovely. Halen? Is Van
1: Halen telling me? Because I would say no, Van Halen. I'm not a big fan of that song.
0: No, I don't think Van Halen have claimed to be in charge of anyone, have they? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe no, they just
1: released a song called Jump and I thought I would... It's the best I can do. All
0: right. <laughs> I understood the joke. I just, uh, eh. jokes, everyone. We're doing, go jo- oh, easy on me, please. We're doing jokes now. <laughs> Bad ones. We're all over the place now. We've, we've, we've changed the format. We're doing jokes. So what are we doing? So that was the filling. That was the delicious, delicious horror filling of the sandwich. So now we're coming to, uh, this final slice of bread where, we are going to pitch what to do with Halloween next.
1: Yeah, so so we we've, we've answered lots of questions in our time on this, haven't we? we? You know, so for for the slice of bread, let's let's tackle let's tackle a big issue. So yeah, we, we've say so we, we've both seen Halloween now, haven't we? And uh, spoiler alert, just it ends pretty definitively. It it feels as if there's nothing more that can be done about this this franchise. It's pretty cut and dry. This is the end of it. Mm -hmm. But it's Hollywood, and it's a franchise that makes a lot of money. So of course there's going to be another one at some point. Of course. So our task is, how would we do it? Or how should it be done? How could it be done? So... Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first?
0: I don't mind going first. Um, Okay. So my thought on this is to look at trying to bring back John Carpenter's original vision of these movies continuing on as like anthology movies. However, What I thought, and the the way that it's set up in sort of Haddonfield is that Michael Myers has an influence on the town. So what I thought would be interesting is if the next movies they set um, in a different place in Haddonfield, or maybe the same night as The Killings, and had some other strange thing going on. Um, So... Is this of, going back to the seventies then? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going,
1: have, you going old school for it.
0: Have it set in the seventies. Well, have it set. You could, ha, you could set each one uh, based around a Halloween event because, okay, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be. Well, I mean, you could do it seventies and then twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen or whenever you like. But I feel like, you know, it's slightly done anyway. Um, but I think there's something more, more in in doing the anthologies like you know obviously Halloween 3 season of the witch was what that was supposed to be um and I think that's what they should do with it cut Michael Myers out keep Halloween as a franchise but um make it more anthologies but I just thought it would be interesting to have those things mirror be mirrored on the nights that Michael Myers shows up um look, I don't know um i'm i'm not i'm not a professional picture <laughs> no i, I like, picture I like the things. idea
1: and i i said, did i did think about that as go to the anthology uh i think that the i think the problem that the idea of an anthology series had was halloween two that you know that was that's the problem for it, is that you they already established two films in a in a series uh-huh. and then tried to do the the, the anthology stuff whereas really i think if you did sort of season of the witch second and started doing this anthology stuff you could have done a halloween too later and, and stick that in uh so yeah i thought if, if i was going to do it i like your idea of the work around this, to do it as you know it's happening at the same time as Michael Mike, so I don't know. Maybe you could weave some characters across that, that we've seen before and that would be interesting, yeah. Keep it, you know, yeah, interesting like that. Uh and also you know it gives it an anthology while keeping it as part of the universe, which is something that didn't occur to me that would be doable. So yeah, I like it a lot. I would watch I would watch those definitely. Oh good. And I think a a great thing that that you would have with that is that it would be a perfect launch pad for new filmmakers.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you don't have to, I mean, you could even have more than one anthology on that same night, couldn't you? And, um, or not more than one anthology, but have the anthologies be on that same night, but different stories over the night. Cause I actually quite enjoyed the beginning of, uh, ends.
1: I mean, some people would, would, probably argue that Halloween ends is is basically an anthology along the lines of what you're saying.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well I think that's sort of where I've picked the idea from. Um but yeah, I I I I'd like the idea of going back to the anthology but having it mirror Michael Myers' attacks and I think that would be uh I just think that it brings the t- sews the two together nicely. Um I wish I could think of an actual anthology idea but um it depends whether you want just killers or magic, really. I suppose you can have magic, can't you? Why not?
1: Bit well, season of the witch was magic, wasn't it? So
0: bit of magic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I will. I will take it up uh, up next. Then, so you you've gone Halloween three for your inspiration. I've gone Halloween four. Oh. So my my thinking of it is is throughout the franchise, what what seeds have, have been. Planted throughout it, what threads are, are left there that you could potentially build upon to go past Halloween Ends in the uh, you know the continuity? So obviously, it, well, I say obviously, it's a mess, but it goes Halloween, Halloween, Halloween kills Halloween Ends, doesn't it? In like the the new canon for it, uh, but Halloween Four for anyone who hasn't seen it has the daughter of Laurie strode as the intended target. And in this series, Laurie has a granddaughter who is connected to this new killer
0: mm-hmm.
1: and new Michael and also had the mask left out right where she can get it. Also, we see, uh, I, cannot, I can't remember a name, which I feel really bad about now, but we see Laurie's granddaughter drive away towards the end of it. So like you said about, you know, Michael Myers uh, spreading sort of this evil across the town. Maybe we have a new character that starts spreading it outside of Haddonfield. Mm. Uh, You know, struggles with what she's, she's been dealing with how maybe disassociates from the character and Sort of becomes Michael, or that you're know, the mask, taunts her, and you know there's a lot we could do with the character that can can build off from there. I think that that kind of gives you the best of both worlds from the original and this new canon.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good idea. I, I quite like the idea of um, her being split between herself and the mask. I, I, I like that. Because you know, she's like, she, I mean, they do a good job in this movie of obviously showing that she's somewhere on the darker edge, so seeing her psyche split maybe and have you don't need to do the mask to do anything other than breathe at her, really. Um, but yeah, it'd be really interesting that, yeah, Michelle Myers. There we go. <laughs> I shouldn't have, shouldn't have said that really. <laughs> um but yeah i think we've got a yeah I think there's an idea there isn't there we've we've cooked up an idea we've cooked up an idea so cooked up a couple no i've i'm gonna have to give ali alistair a bit of credit there because he did sort of put that idea in our heads didn't he um or at least i told you about it <laughs> season of the pitch that's what he called it ah oh, very good <laughs> yes so um yes thank you for that oh uh, and we were better right than we thought we were going to be
1: yeah (laughs) maybe we should be screenwriters
0: maybe we should uh or not
1: (laughs) yeah it seems like a lot of
0: work yeah we're 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 busy waffling on a podcast a podcast uh lovely (laughs) so um... well I would say that that's the uh, that's the sign then that the whiffling should should be drawn to a close, shouldn't it? Yes. Once you've said podcast, I think that's the end of it, really. So yeah, that's it then. And uh, that was the final slice of bread in the horror sandwich because there's only two of us here. We're not going to ruin it because um, we're in. We char- like sandwiches. We're in, being nice. We're in charge. Yeah, and I, I quite like pepperoni in a sandwich these days. You're a vegetarian, aren't you? So. Uh, Oh, I'd love a cheese and tomato toasty right now. There you go. A cheese and tomato toasty with a little bit of salt maybe. Um oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. I might make that. Oh, we're actually talking about sandwiches now. Um, social medias, follow them. I told you that yeah. at, at the beginning, but I'm telling you that at the, again at, at the end. Come on. We need some more interactivity. Nobody said anything about Hell Hells LLC. And I know people have seen it. Um.
1: So, yeah. The uh, just creative psychopaths wherever wherever you get your social medias
0: yeah wherever you get your social medias go to creative psychopaths and um do it do it you know, do it smash smash that
1: like button don't don't press it you've got to be very aggressive to the like button for some reason you have to but smash smash the like. the like button share the pod around you know subscribe five, leave star, a five star review
0: yeah leave a yeah leave an actual vo- mail review. Uh, our female review you know what I mean I, uh, right I don't here, think we've that's got a what PO mean.
1: box yet so you can't yeah you can't mail anything to us
0: you could send us gifts that'd be nice um
1: <laughs> I'm not I'm not putting my address to these people they're like horror films I'm terrified of them
0: oh uh, be like Jared letter we might get any anyway uh right lovely so that's the end of that uh well, Sorry, just
1: be just just so we're very clear on it I don't compare any of our listeners to Jared letter <laughs>
0: no no
1: they're all more handsome and much less insufferable
0: more handsome not more bias right okay let's go let's go right
1: that's gonna be a miracle if it survives the edit
0: right all right bye see you later Bye. bye